Well, good evening. Thank you for joining us here at Bible Baptist. Uh, tonight we're going to continue on in our series, Truth for Living. And this theme that we're on right now currently is God's goodness. We'll be looking at the third question tonight, um, continuing on to speak about God's goodness. But let's first go through and review the questions. Question one was, what is our good God like? And the, question, the answer was, God is holy, loving, and perfect in all he is and all he does. He is true, noble, just, pure, and praiseworthy. It is because of God that we even know what good is. And the memory verse for that week was Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. We continued on to explore God's goodness by looking at this question about who gives us all good things. And the answer is God gives us all good things. We talked about how everything that comes from God is good, how creation was made good, how everything that comes from God is good, how his love is good, his truth is good, and all of the things that proceed from God are good. Our memory verse that week was Psalm 84:11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And tonight we're going to discuss how good is our God. Question three is, how good is our God? Does anybody want to take a stab at answering this? Yes. So God is infinitely good. We couldn't come up with enough things to say about how God good how good God is. And the answer for tonight's question is God is holy. He is perfectly good, perfectly pure, and perfectly committed to his glory. So we're going to talk of tonight about holiness, about how God alone is holy, how what holiness means and how everything he does and says and gives is good, perfectly good. How there is no false ways or error or anything bad in him and that he is the standard of good. He's perfectly pure. There's nothing failing in him. And he's perfectly committed to his own glory. God is self-sufficient. And he brings glory to himself. He doesn't need anyone to bring glory to him. But he does all things for his own glory. The memory verse for tonight is found in Isaiah 6. The second half of verse 3. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. 
in the throne room when Isaiah was in before the throne of God, the angels were crying this out, holy, holy, holy. They were saying this three times. And of course, in Hebrew or in the Hebrew culture, saying things twice gives emphasis, but saying things three times gives definite, extreme emphasis that God is holy. So we're going to talk about what it means for God to be holy. God is holy. Holy can be described as separation in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The words are both um, set, uh, de defined as separate or set apart. It means that it's not common, distinct, set apart for special use, divine. God's God is holy, meaning that his moral excellence, that his, his goodness is so pure and that it gives us the definition of what good is. And when we describe God as holy, it sums up or it is a way to unify all of his attributes that are perfectly good. His love, his justice, his mercy. And this is expressed by saying that God is holy. And we can see this through his actions, that he is set apart from all others. Like, no one is like our God. And of course, as believers, as God's people those who call themselves by his name were called to be set apart and be holy just as God is holy. To be holy means to be incomparable. There's nothing that can compare to God. God is separate from his creation. We discussed this in the weeks discussing his greatness, that God is uh, self-sufficient and he needs no one and he is set apart from his creation he's not dependent on his creation but he is above his creation and only God is holy and this means that he is separate from his creation and he's not affected by his creation he's separate from all sin of course God created the heavens and the earth, and it was good. But through man, sin entered into the world, through one man, Adam. And God separated himself from the sin. Because he is perfect, and in his nature he is perfect, his character is flawless in moral perfection. But it's more than just moral perfection it's more than just sinless purity it's the combined essence or the combined summation of god's separateness his otherness that he transcends all creation 
we see that God is separate from his creation. In 1 Samuel 2, 2, it reads, There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none beside you. There is no rock like our God. Revelation 15, 4. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. God is separate from his creation. He is distinct. He is perfect in every way. He is completely good, and he is the standard of our good. We only know what is good because of him. And everything about him, everything that he does is good. And there's nothing evil or wicked about him. We see in 1 John 1, 5. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. There is no darkness in God. He is completely pure. There's no trace of evil in his character. His judgments are good, his law is good, his love is good, his word is good, his ways are good. Everything about him is good and perfect. There is no error. Psalm 5, verse 4. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. God is pure and holy. And he cannot even look on the unrighteous. God is holy and separates himself from the wicked. Isaiah 59, 2. But your inequities, speaking of Israel, your inequities have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. God is separate from his creation, and especially even now with the sin in the fallen world. God keeps himself separate. All that comes from God is holy. Everything that comes from God is holy. God is not only perfectly good, but he is the very source and standard of goodness. God's word is holy. His word is good. And by it, it brings something called sanctification for those who are in him. And the word sanctification comes from the same root as holy, or to be made holy. In John seventeen seventeen, when Jesus was praying for his disciples, he prayed that God would the Father would sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. God's word is pure and holy. His works, everything he does, is holy. His works are pure and good, perfect in every way, completely loving and completely just. Everything he does is perfect. Psalm 145:17 The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all of his works. 
Everything he does is pure. His commandments, his promises, they are all holy because they come from a holy God that does not change. His promises are holy. In Psalm 89, 35, in the beginning of the verse, once for all I have sworn by my holiness. God makes his promises and his covenants against himself, saying that he is holy and that he can, he can swear by himself. And everything he does, he acts for his own glory. Everything he does is to bring glory to himself. In the Trinity, the Father brings glory to the Son, and the Son brings glory to the Father, and by through the Spirit, bringing glory. We see that God will act according to his goodness, and God will act to keep his name holy, to keep his name sanctified. Ezekiel 36 when speaking about the new covenant that's to come, it's, God starts by saying in Ezekiel 36, verse 22, Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I'm about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations which came. God acts out of his holiness and out of his goodness to perform his will. And his will is perfectly holy. And his plans are perfectly holy. And they bring glory to himself. We see this by the ultimate act of holiness that God has performed through sending his son Christ Jesus that he would show that he is 100% just and 100% loving that by this both of these coming together through the atonement, through Jesus Christ, that Jesus, by laying his life down, demonstrating love, that this all brought glory to God. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That all creation will come and praise Christ's name, whether in heaven, on the earth, or below the earth. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And all glory will be given to God. And with this, we are called to be holy. We see that God's holiness is displayed in this gospel of Jesus Christ, that the justice is, is paid for, that the wrath of God is, is satisfied through the atoning death of a perfect Savior, a perfect Lamb of God, showing his love, laying his life down. And we, too, are called to be like him, 
as we have received Christ, so we, were, so we are to walk in him. God calls us to be holy. Holiness is the central idea and the fundamental difference between God and his sinful creation. His sinful, the, the fallen creation. And our fallen creation, our fallen condition that we're in is only redeemed by the Holy One of Israel, who is Jesus Christ. And we become dependent on God for that holiness. We're called to be holy as He is holy. Leviticus 19.2 Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And we know that the only way that we can be holy is by being counted righteous or being counted holy by having faith in Christ Jesus that he who knew no sin he who was holy took upon sin and took upon the wrath of God upon himself that we could be counted righteous or counted holy that we would be called saints that we're called to be set apart and believers should act in a holy manner. We're called to live this life out, departing from unrighteousness. First Peter 1.15, as Peter repeats this, that he's that from Leviticus, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. We're called to separate ourselves from the world to hate our life in this world and love Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 6, 17. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you. We're not to be of the world, although we're in the world. We're called to come out from among them. Holiness is not something that we possess as a part of our nature, but we can only become holy through this relationship with Christ, this imputed righteousness, that he clothes us with his holiness. 2 Timothy 219. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from inequity. We're to leave this world of sin and follow Christ Jesus, for he is holy and we are to be holy. And by his spirit we can overcome and, and have new life and depart from inequity. But we're looking to that coming day knowing that we're continually dependent on God and his holiness alone. We have a, a comfort and a great terror knowing that God's holiness is something that will give us hope but also bring great fear. It gives us hope knowing that he alone can save 
and he does save, but he is the judge. And there should be great fear knowing that we can't just continue on in our lives as though holiness is not a matter of, of importance. We're called to depart from inequity, to be holy like God is holy. And although we do not know what we'll be like, we can only have a small glimpse veiled of what holiness is. We'll be like him when we're face to face. And praise God for that. We will know what true holiness is. Everything that was considered holy in places and in, in things, it wasn't because of their value, but it was because of God. The ground that Moses walked upon when in the burning bush, it was holy ground because God was there. The sanctuary, the holy of holies, was holy because God was there. And God is the one who makes things holy. So let us look to God, searching his scriptures that they may sanctify us, they might pierce our hearts, showing us the darkness within, that we would turn from this world and turn to Christ in faith, walking in holiness, because it, it, it matters. We cannot just continue on living our lives as though we have before we knew Christ. We're called to be holy, for our Creator is holy. And by God's grace, He uses all of these things that we go through for those who are loving Him and those who are called according to His purpose, that He would conform us to the image of His Son, Christ Jesus, that we would be made or sanctified holy. The question tonight is, how good is God? We couldn't have enough words to describe how good God is. He is infinitely good. He is infinitely holy. He is perfect. And there's nothing impure in him. God is holy. He is perfectly good, perfectly pure, and perfectly committed to his glory. God works and acts to show his holiness so that we might have a glimpse to know who our good God is. And just as we see in the scriptures, every time someone has an encounter with the holiness of God, with seeing God, they fall to their face in great trembling and fear, knowing that he is holy, and we are men and women of unclean lips. When Jesus um, had the miracle with the fish, Peter fell down saying that he wasn't worthy to be in his presence. When Samson's parents realized that they seen God or the pre-incarnate Christ, they were so concerned that they were going to die. 
when Isaiah came and had the vision before the throne and saw that the angels themselves covered their eyes and covered their feet, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. He said he was undone. Who are we to think that we could come into the presence of God, but by God's grace through his intercessor, through our mediator, through Christ Jesus, our great high priest, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We can approach the Holy One because God has counted us holy through faith in Christ Jesus. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you that we have a glimpse of who you are through your word, that you have revealed yourself. Who will stand at the day of your coming? Who, who can stand in front of you? But by your grace, through Christ Jesus count, covering us with his righteousness, we can approach you. Lord, we pray that you would convict our hearts of sin and lead us into righteousness through your word, through admonishment, through other believers, by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray that you would make us holy, for you call us to be holy. Lord, and as we look to seek out your glory, to know who you are, Lord, I pray that you would humble our hearts, that we would have the fear and trembling in our hearts, knowing that you are a holy God. Lord, I pray that you continue to work in our hearts by your grace. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us in person, and thank you for joining us online. Have a great evening.